Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Lots to talk about today. Going to talk about Sotheby's, just had that glitch auction finish up. Also a bit more information about their Grails auction. Another Sam Sprant sale, wanted to dive a little bit into that, as well as a little bit about OSF's work. Some kind of interesting things I learned today digging in there. Let's get right to it. Starting off with a quick market overview. Volumes were down just a small bit, you know, kind of in the same range we've been in recently. Market share, again, still with Blur, 70%. 70's kind of at the low end of the range of where Blur has been for ETH volumes, but still, you know, very much the dominant player there. In terms of unique buyers, up a small bit, kind of a bit in that range we've been in for the past week or two. I put this chart here about Blur unique sellers going down. The chart looks very similar for unique buyers, for ETH volumes. Basically, you know, when it comes to particularly to participants, we're kind of at the levels which we were at in November around when they launched. The reason I think it's interesting is because right now there's a lot of conversation about if Blur is good or bad for NFTs. And I, you know, I think that aside, everything that's happening right now just hasn't been good for Blur either. You know, everything that's happening with prices going down, with users going down, it's affected OpenSea, it's affected prices, but it's also affected Blur. And you're seeing their users and their volumes go down a fair bit. In terms of pricing, you know, we actually had a little bit of a rally in NFTs and the large caps in particular of 1.5%. We're going to take it. You give us 1.5%, we're taking it. Let's look a little bit at who were the big players there. Moonbirds are up a fair bit. Guttercats up as well, while Cool Cats and World of Women both down. Think of the larger players, a little bit of strength in punks, which always helps that index. Uh, looking at the mid caps, also up a fair bit. Nice little, I think, 2% jump in the mid cap index, largely due to strength in Renga, Onchain Monkey. Also had a bit of weekend of weakness in Opepin Edition and Quirkies. Wanted to touch a little bit on Renga. I think this is partially, you know, what I said earlier, which is when things have gone down a whole lot, you know, those rallies, even of 10, 15%, really don't move the needle on that chart. You can see here, it doesn't really move the needle too much, but you did actually get some news from Renga, basically said that they are announcing their first ever Renga report, uh, kind of just, they're trying to get a little bit more, it seems, into like doing stuff, into being a bit more active. In the past, I think Renga was more of just kind of like an art play, kind of following the narrative, the storytelling. Uh, that Dirty Robot was developing. But with this, they announced that they're doing YouTubes, they're doing spaces now. They hired a lot more people on their team. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff. Check out that thread, get a feel for it. We'll always want to talk about Milady right now only because it's really the one NFT that has bucked this bear market trend in a major way. Saw a bit more strength yesterday as the floor went from about 2.5 to 2.7. Love to see that. In terms of art projects, not a ton of volume. You know, I think that Gaze is one we talked about yesterday in Elevated Deconstruction a bunch of squiggles trades, but not much else. Looking a bit deeper here, that elevated deconstruction sold for 16 ETH. The last one sold for 15 ETH. So this is kind of, you know, right in that range of where these have been selling. This is the most rare ARP, curated ARP block from series one. And I think that's a reason that these really hold, you know, pretty elevated prices. Uh, Meridian here sold for 5.9 ETH, very much at the low end of where Meridian's trade. So never great to see that. Uh, Subscape for 4.95 ETH. And then there's a Fragments of an Infinite Field by Monica Rizzoli, and this sold for 1.6 ETH. Kind of interesting piece there, not one that we see every day uh, on the charts. Next thing to talk about, Sotheby's. First, we'll talk about the Grails auction that they just announced. Then we'll talk about the glitch auction they just completed. Let's get right into it. Here's a tweet from them, basically announcing more of this Grails auction that's coming up. Again, their Grails auction is their auction of the three-arrow capital portfolio, 274 NFTs, but they're taking it slowly kind of one at a time. Don't confuse it with proof grails. Very different. This isn't us, but this is a different use of, of grails. I guess we don't own that term. Oh, well. But looking at, so what they basically announced 
is that they are doing this auction coming up, I believe it's May 19th, somewhere in May, where they're going to be auctioning off a bunch of their really nice pieces that were in that three arrow capital portfolio. Again, they're going slowly. I think they're just doing seven here, but you can see they're going to be selling one of these amazing Fidenzas, uh, going to be selling an Autoglyph, Ringers, a Punk, a Def Beef, another Fidenza. Now, what I thought was kind of interesting here is if you look at the estimated prices that they put for these pieces, those estimated prices are actually like remarkably low. And if you do, for example, this Autoglyph, they said $120,000 to $180,000, but the current bid on OpenSea is $270,000. So the high end of their range is at a 33% discount to the current bid on OpenSea. There hasn't been an Autoglyph sale in their range since July of 2021. You know, you have a, a Ringers here. This is a really nice 5x5 grade Ringer. Uh, and the OpenSea bid right now is, for, is 42000 so at the high end of the range for their estimate. And the OpenSea bid you know, is at 22 ETH, I believe, and the floor is at 30 ETH. So they're saying that this is not just a floor, but this is something that's going to be kind of at, at the bid price. A 3D glasses one uh, for 80 to 120 grand. When recent sales of 3D glasses, kind of similar to this one, have been going for $200,000. My sense here is that A, they know that this is just a, a bear market. Uh, two, you know, I think the seller, because it's basically the three arrow capital, you know, liquidation fund uh, is not quite as particular as, you know, as the sellers might be who are really trying to sell their own work and push up the prices. And I think they're really just trying to hedge their bets here a little bit. You know, I'm sure they've seen a lot of sales in NFTs go below estimate, stuff like maybe not make the reserve. We'll talk, you know, happen a little bit in this glitch auction. So maybe they're just trying to cover the bases, but really kind of wild how low the estimated prices are uh, that Sotheby's put out for these works. Brings us to the next topic. You know, this glitch auction beyond binary just completed yesterday. Uh, this was one that was quite controversial, or I shouldn't say controversial, but they delayed it because a few of the artists refused to participate because there were so few women artists who were, who were being presented uh, in this auction. They, you know, they got a lot more women artists on board and then they did the auction and it happened yesterday. I uh, just want to go over just a few of the sales that I found the most interesting. One is this piece, Red Light District by OSF, sold for $20,320. Recent sales have been in the five to six ETH range. So this is a pretty decent price. Now, one of the things, and I'll talk about this later, is that this Red Light District piece, it's, it's an addition. I'm not sure exactly how many additions there are, but it is an addition where every single month, OSF has committed for every single month to give an airdrop for the rest of his life. Crazy. What is he doing? But anyways, you know, it's great for the holders and the, whoever got this piece also got each of the airdrops that have happened so far. I'll show you a little bit more about that later. I also want to highlight this piece by Empress Trash, which sold for $4,064. And the reason I want to highlight it is because this was more than double the estimate. So this was one that sold at the biggest premium testament of any piece in the entire auction. It's called Human Rights Down Bad. The other reason I want to mention it is because I met Empress Trash about a year and a half ago when I was at South by Southwest. We were just at an event together and just started talking. And this is, you know, she's, she's become a good friend of mine, you know, really just a great story about NFT art kind of helping someone. When I met her, she was living in a van with her dog, called herself a nomad, and really turned to crypto art as a way that allowed her to move out of where she, the place she was living, work from wherever she needed to be, and make a living that supported herself currently living in Mexico City. So I just think it's so awesome to see Empress Trash come up with a sale. Congrats to her. Really cool to see that. Also, this piece, pretty notable sale here by Xcopy. A one of one, and it sold for $245,000. That's about 129 ETH. You know, if you've been watching the show, you know that's well below where most of one of ones for X copies sell. You know, this was a piece from 2018, but I think maybe one of the reasons it sold a little bit at a discount, you know, is that it is, it's not a one of seven, but it's part of a seven NFT series. 
Okay, whereas a lot of the one of ones we talked about are just true one of ones. This is part of a seven series. Now, most of the other ones are vaulted and are not trading, but perhaps that explains some of the weakness. You know, the other potential thing is just honestly, like it is very hard right now. It's been a very weak market for one of one art as well. So perhaps we're just seeing a little bit of fatigue and a lower price, but I thought that was interesting to see. There are a lot of other awesome artists who presented at this glitch auction. Go to the Sotheby's page, check out their work, see what they sold for. Really cool stuff there. Last thing to talk about is a few notable sales. I'm gonna start off with a little bit in the PFP space, then talk about some one-on-ones and, and just really interesting art sales. This D-God sold for 49.5 ETH, the Pokey, Pokey Panda, something like that. Yeah, Pokey, this is one of the biggest buyers right now. He's been sweeping D-Gods, sweeping a lot of other projects. I kind of think in the game right now, there's nobody.eth, Pimp Capital, and, and Pokey, who have really been the guys stepping up uh, and supporting the PFP market kind of across a bunch of different projects. Uh, if you look at the top D-God sales on Ethereum, you know, we had one at 21.5 at 20, nothing even close to this near 50 E sale uh, that we just had. Obviously, we've had high, higher sales in Solana before, but this was the highest sale that's happened uh, in the ETH ecosystem for D-Gods. Another PFP to talk about, nobody.eth, one of the biggest buyers of apes, of other deeds. Yeah, he's bought some Grail Azukis, I believe, not sure, but he's really big just in the Yuga ecosystem. Uh, he bought a trippy captain hat, cheetah ape for 100 ETH. He bought two uh, board unshaven daggers, one of the rarest traits in Board Ape Yacht Club, you know, and his vault just keeps getting bigger and bigger with Grail NFTs. They're really just a few buyers uh, that are really the ones who are going to take these things off your hands if you are a seller. I thought this was kind of interesting, though. I did a little bit more digging, and nobody at ETH works with EB7, uh, Eric, for almost all of his buys. Eric is the person who, fi who finds the supply, who finds the NFTs that nobody wants. And if you look at this tweet from Eric, uh, he said that he just got a huge bundle of apes, of other deeds, of Kennel Club, of mutants that he was selling. It looks like there was an anchor situation where somebody who took a loan out couldn't repay the loan and basically needed to get ETH and, and through that sold it to Eric. I'm sure he got an incredible deal on this basket trying to, to move all of these, but I thought that was kind of interesting to see. You can see Eric's feed, see what he's selling, if any of that stuff looks interesting to you. Second, or another sale to talk about is the Skulls of Lucy sold for 77.69 ETH and a little bit more. I'll talk about that in a second. I want to talk a little bit about Skulls of Lucy, though. I mentioned yesterday, this is Sam Spratt's project. I believe there are 50 Skulls total. I mentioned yesterday that he gave these NFTs to friends about a year ago. That was not true. And I want to correct myself because I think it's an important detail. He actually gave them to people who bid on his original one-of-one -one work. And if you look at Sam Spratt's uh, Twitter, his pinned tweet is an amazing thread about how this collection came to be, how he spent a year researching the space when figuring out what he wanted to do. And one of the things he realized was that a lot of a lot of the airdrops, uh, a lot of the airdrops just go on people's wallets and are forgotten about. So with this, he sent direct uh, letters to people uh, so they could mint them themselves. Uh, you know, he he really built this around the idea of community and council, and it's really just kind of a unique project. And the prices right now are very much reflecting this. If you actually look at the full trade, this one was sold by Cosmo, uh, by Cosmo de Medici. It was sold to OSF. So OSF paid 77.69 ETH, and OSF also gave him a red light district. And I talked about red, red light district earlier, comes full circle. I'll show you a couple more slides about that. Now, one of the interesting things is that Sam, when he did those initial pieces, where you had, if, if you bid, you ultimately were able to get a skull. And I think one of his other learnings was that people who bid on your NFTs are showing interest in your work. Grant Yoon says this as well. People who are bidding are basically saying that they want to get to know you. You know, so if you can bring them in, you know, it's a great way to reward people who are interested in your work. But the three people who bought those pieces got three different skulls. Okay. And they were basically said, just give one to one of your friends, someone who you trust, 
who you think should be in this ecosystem. Uh, but Cosmo was one of those people. So he had three. So despite selling, Cosmo is still long a skull. This isn't all uh, that he and you know basically his portfolio had. Now, a little bit more about OSF's red light districts. I think, I think this is kind of cool. Again, one of the things that he said when he created this piece, you know, was that he, or not when he created, but shortly after, was he was going to do airdrops every single month for the rest of his life for anyone who owned a red light district. And here are some of the prices, the floor prices right now for these pieces, you know, that upper all at 0.25, uh, the Penrose Hotel at 0.18, you know, to a 0.5, 0.6. So the airdrops that OSF has given to people with red light district have been quite valuable. So kind of interesting how that was part of the deal with Cosimo, you know, just another piece of that auction I talked about earlier. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is this piece called When Lambo. I do not know how to pronounce this name, O-S-C-M-P-L-X-D. I did ask ChatGPT, I said, I know you don't know this ChatGPT, but how do you think you might pronounce this? And ChatGPT said, maybe so complex, so complex. Maybe that's what the idea here is, the word complex. That's what he's going for, but sold for 12.5 ETH. Really cool piece here. Uh, if you look at the at the artist here on Twitter, he says, thank you to all the bidders uh, and everybody who's liking and sharing his playful art. It looks like there was a bid war. This guy, Apes on the Moon, said he went pretty hard to buy it, but didn't have enough liquidity. And the buyer was Nerf Pidgey. Uh, yeah, he said, definitely, you definitely made this er made me earn this to the person who was in the bidding war. No joke right now to be selling for 12.5 ETH. That is a serious price for this market. If we look at other so, so complex sales, you can see he's sold pieces at six, at six ETH at 5.5. 12.1, 15.1. So this wasn't an all-time high, but it was very close to it. You know, so really kind of a huge accomplishment for this market. If you, you know, there's not a whole lot about this artist on the internet, but a couple of things that I found basically claims making art about ordinary lives. So complex is a multidisciplinary artist who's been working professionally in the arts since 2008. And I think that this artist has really figured out this idea that, you know, while there's a lot of complex art, there's glitch art, there's, there's, there's stuff that's really high tech. There's something about nostalgia and simplicity that does work in the NFT community. I think, you know, nostalgia is a big theme in Grant Yoon's work, and it's certainly something I think that attracts people to this artist as well. So very cool to see that. Congrats to the buyer and seller. That's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back tomorrow and every weekday with another show. Give us a like below, subscribe to the channel, tell us what you think in the comments, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.